السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ربش رحلی صدری ویسلی امری وحل القدم اللسانی یفقہ قولی سبحان کلا علم لنا اللہ ما علم تنا ان کلیم الحکیم اللہ علمنا ما ینفعنا اللہ منفعنا بما علم تنا و ضدنا علما اول پریز ڈیو ٹو اول مٹ اللہ ٹو سسٹین نریش اینڈ چریش آف دا یونیورس peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam o allah we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the satan and the evil of our souls amen ya rabbal alamin It is indeed only the grace and mercy of all Allah Jalla Wala that today we continue with the tafsir of the Noble Qur'an. Our starting point is Surah Nur, chapter number 24 and verse number 57. In our previous lesson, all Allah Jalla Wala informed us about the munafikin and hypocrites who came to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with big, big promises, and they would take huge oaths in the presence of the Master alayhi salatu wasalam. Almighty Allah revealed to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell them, قُلْ لَا تُقْسِمُ Tell them there's no need for your oaths. Remember today when people in business or anywhere else take so many qasam, so many... Oaths, remember that's a sign of nifaq and hypocrisy. If a person is truthful, people will trust him. But when people keep on lying, then they will use the honorable name of Allah. And therefore, this kafara compulsory when a person violates the qasam and the oath, because that person has desecrated the great sacred name of all, Mithya Allah, Jalla So what is required? Ta'atum ma'rufa, reasonable obedience. Each one of us tries to the level best of our ability, capability, capacity to please Almighty Allah Jalla Wala and Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Therefore Almighty Allah states, Qul ati'u Allah wa ati'u Rasul. Be obedient to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Be obedient to Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If you turn away, then you are responsible for that. And remember Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi will continue with his functions and duties. وَإِن تُطْرِئُوهُ If you, humanity, and jinn, and the entire human race, You are obedient to him, to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in all walks of life, tahtadu, then surely you will be guided, you will receive the hidayat, the nur, the radiance, the effulgence in the inner recesses of your heart will increase, increase, increase. The person will die with perfect iman and Islam. So we can never ever 
practice on the Quran Sharif and detach ourselves from the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, meaning the Sunnah and the Ahadith of Nabi Alaihi Wasallam. As I mentioned to you, Surah 16, verse 44, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَ لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ You, Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we reveal to you the reminder this Qur'an Kareem, your function to explain in detail to the masses, to the public, what all Allah has revealed to them. And they must wonder, ponder, and reflect on the message and the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All speaking about politics as we understand it nowadays, وَأَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Almighty Allah has already promised to those people who have iman, faith, conviction, and the righteous deeds, they continue with it from you, the Ummah. لَيَسْتَخْلِفَنَّهُمْ Surely Almighty Allah will make you the leaders and the rulers. فِي الْأَرْضِ on this earth. As Almighty Allah Jalla made people the Khulafa before them. So this is a reference to Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Ali, Radiallahu Ta'ala Majma'een, and it's not confined to them. The problem today in our Islamic Muslim countries, you will find they are suffering from an inferiority complex. They have it in their constitutions or they have it embedded in their minds. The West is the best and white is right. Therefore, they want to mimic them. Therefore, they want to imitate them. And therefore, they are humiliated and disgraced. When you have the best, then why must you imitate anybody else? We should be influencing others and not getting influenced in the process. So this is where, look at our children today. 90% of the ummah today will worry about the son and daughter going to a very good school and thousands of rands and dollars and rupees are paid for that. Regarding madrasa and Islamic studies and all that, they're just, by the way, a secondary issue. And to pay a hundred rand, a hundred dollars is considered as a big, big musibat and calamity. So that is where we stand today. So when this ummah treats Islam indifferently, Almighty Allah does have no time for us also. When we don't have time for the deen of Allah, Allah is not interested in us. Simple, Almighty Allah has made this very clear. Therefore, we need leaders and rulers who are true, devoted, dedicated Muslims. Read, the law, read about Salahuddin Ayyubi, Rahimahullah, the man would not even smile. He said, what is there for me to smile when our holy lands and sacred sites are under occupation? Read about Nuruddin Zangi, how Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came in his dream and said, these two are my enemies, you need to eliminate and eradicate them. Go read about the rulers of that time, how pious they were, and remember how they would consult with the ulama, not for their own ulterior motive, 
But Imam Malik rahimahullah who tell Harun Rashid, this is what you can do and this is what you cannot do. And he would listen to him because he knew Imam Malik rahimahullah is one of the giants of the time. And surely Almighty Allah will grant you authority on this earth because of the deen which Almighty Allah has selected and chosen for them, Deenul Islam. And today there's Ummah live in fear. They feel that if they don't carry out what the West tells them, then the West will attack them, will harm them. So that fear, that slave mentality they have, remember. So Almighty Allah will change the fear into peace, tranquility, serenity. What must you do? Ya Budunani, la yushrikuna bi shay'a. Worship me alone. Become my slave, my servant. Don't ascribe, don't associate anybody, anything with me. وَمَنْ كَفَرَ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ Who rejects after this, then those are the people who are the transgressors. They are non-Muslims. They are out of the fall of Islam. وَأَقِيمُ salat Establish the Salat. Today, which Muslim country you can find Salat? Very few. Remember, the masajid will be empty and the mazars will be full. People are making sajda to the graves, but they're not making sajda to all Allah. Go see what is happening in Iraq. Go see what is happening in Syria. Go see what is happening in Iran. So all these places, full of kufr and shirk going on, that people don't read salat, but they go and beg by the grave. Give me health, give me wealth, give me children, all these things. وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةِ and pay your zakat. وَآتِيُوا الرَّسُولِ Be obedient to the Master sallallahu alayhi wasallam in all walks of life. لَأَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that the mercy can envelop and encompass you from all mighty Allah. Today's lesson, Surah Nur, Surah 24, verse number 57. لَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا you, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but the greater message from me and you, the ummah that will be coming. Because the ummah, as time progresses, they understand less and less of the Quran Sharif. La ladina kafaru. You, Muslims, should not think and consider that these non-Muslims, Mu'ujizina fil ard, can escape on this earth, can frustrate the plan of Almighty Allah on this earth. No, Allah has given them wealth, Allah has given them armies, Allah has given them media. All this is not barakah. It is not blessing, it is muhula. Allah has given them respite. Allah has given them extension of time. وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلًا أَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse number, four, verse number 42. Don't think, O Muslims, that Allah is unmindful of what they are doing. All oppression, transgression. If you take countries, just see what is happening in Myanmar, in Burma, how the Buddhists are slaughtering, killing our Muslims. Look at Aqsa and Palestine, Jerusalem. Already more than 90% has already been 
made Judaism, meaning that they have changed the identity of it already. And if you read what is happening in the news, then the Israeli cabinet, they met in the tunnel under Aqsa. Go see Middle East Monitor website. You will find everything there. Oh, Muslim, need to wake up and understand the real geopolitics, the real world politics. See what is happening in Iraq and Afghanistan. The Christians are there. And remember, they murder our people. And the Shias are siding with the enemies of Islam as well. You go to India, the Mushrikeen, the cow worshippers are busy making laws, making life difficult for the Muslims. So every one of them have colluded. They work and they think they will get away with it. Nay, Allah says, لا تحسبن الذين كفروا You non-Muslims do not think. مُعْجِزِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ You can frustrate the plan of Allah on this earth, no. Escape the punishment of Allah on this earth, no. Do not think that you can do as you please. You have the power, you have the might, but remember it's for limited time. Almighty Allah will unleash His punishment. Russia is in front of you. What happened to them in Afghanistan? What happened to many empires in the past? They all had to bite the dust. So Almighty Allah is teaching us. And their resting place is the fire. Tomorrow on the day of justice, Surah 66, verse number 7, Allah will address the non-Muslims, those who are sane and mature. Ya ayyuhalladheena kafaru, O you non-Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Christians, Jews, atheists, whole happy lot, la ta'atadhirulyom. Today, the day of justice, don't cite any excuses. No excuses will be accepted. Non-negotiable. You will be punished according to your deeds and your actions. Action and reaction. Cause and effect. And the arresting place is the fire, Jahannam. How horrible, terrible it is a place to return to. The worst place a person can go to. And imagine these people will stay there, reside there perpetually forever. There will be no respite for them. وَمَا هُمْ بِخَارِجِينَ مِنَ النَّارِ Never will they be taken out from the fire because they don't even have a spark of iman. This all the heart is filled and saturated with kufr and shirk, blasphemy and polytheism. When we started Surah Nur, I told you, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha said, Teach your female Surah Nur because there are many social issues. Here is another one. Remember, you have children from your neighbors. You have children from the environment there in that place, in that town. You have children from other places, visitors coming. So when children come in your house, in and out, when can they come in your room? When can they enter? So all these are social issues. Islam wants to protect your privacy. Islam does not allow anybody to encroach on your independence and on your privacy. Subhanallah. The non-Muslims are learning all this from us. But the Muslim wants to mimic them, remember. 
This is the sign of humiliation and disgrace. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ay iman walo. Eighty-nine times Allah has mentioned this phrase, O you who believe, O you who attain faith, O you who have iman in the inner recesses of your heart. Why does Almighty Allah not say, Ya ayyuhalladheena aslamu? Islam is the external. Iman is the internal. That internal force, imani quwwat, that is what will motivate and inspire a person to do that action or to abstain and refrain from that action. So all of you who have Iman in you are true Muslims. So those of you who have Iman, so they should seek your permission. Who should seek your permission? Malakat Aymanukum Liastadinkumuladin, those people whom your right hand owns. In Islam, when the army is victorious against the non Muslims, the Amirul Jaish, the commander in chief, has five options. Option number one to kill them. Option number two to free them gratis. Option number three to take compensation, they pay ransom compensation. Fourth one is tirqaq, to make them slaves. I'll come to work back just now to that. That's our topic here. And fifth one, mubadalatul usara, you use them for the exchange of powers, for the exchange of prisoners of war. So Islam said, yes, you can make them slaves. In today's world, when you use the term slaves, then people want to make a big you and cry. I ask you, what has the American regime done to our people in Guantanamo Bay? The shame and the disgrace of the American governments and regimes. Remember, they have not been brought to justice. They have not been given charges. And they are there, and they speak of democracy. They speak of human rights. Where is the justice? So ask yourself. So you must remember, Islam says the Muslims are victorious. These people wanted to kill us. And so what we do, the Mujahideen who are there, who are dicing with death, 80% of them will go to them, 20% will go to the public exchequer, to the public monetary system and the fiscal, and that is your Beitul Mal, 20% goes there. So the government can use for expenses and labor and so many forces. So what is the benefit in this? That slave will have free boarding, lodging. He will be treated humanely. Some of them became the greatest fuqaha and ulama. Malik al-Nafi and Ibn Umar, Imam Bukhari rahimahullah said, in the chain of transmission that is silsila to Zahab, the golden chain of hadith. Who is Nafi or Muslim? Nafi was a slave of Abdullah ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar, one Sahabi, radiallahu anhumah, he and his father, his father, he said, Umar, radiallahu an, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar, liberated, emancipated, 1,000 slaves. Ataka alfa abdin wa atamara alfa marra. 1,000 slaves he liberated. He performed umrah 1,000 times. Go study the rijal. Go study the lives and the profile of the reporters. You'll be fascinated what they accomplished. 
Nafi was told, go. He says, no, I stay here by you. I want to learn more and more. That is what Islam did. Took them out from the slavery of human being and made them slaves of all. That is what Islam teaches us. So that is what is meant. They can't just come in and out your house. Even when they are slaves, they must seek permission. And those children who have not attained the age of puberty, maturity, they are five, six, seven, eight years old. So they must seek permission. They can't just barge in the rooms and enter. Min come from you. Three times, three occasions. So which are the three occasions? Almighty Allah, Jalla wa highlights and mentions it himself. Min qabli salat al-fajri, before fajr time. Before fajr time, people are sleeping. Before fajr time, people are engaged in their gymnastics and conjugal rites. Before fajr time, people are not dressed appropriately. So there are so many valid reasons, remember. So therefore, no one is allowed to enter your house at that time unless you give explicit permission. Mean, therefore, people, even the phoning, just phone any time. Yes, I want to ask Masla, who give you the right? We're running a free service. We're not charging. If the lawyer, he will charge you for every minute. Because we run a free service, it does not mean that you take undue advantage. Learn to love as a Muslim. That is what Ramadan is teaching us. You look at your convenience, but not at the convenience of the other person. That's un-Islamic. Min qabli salatil fajri. So before the fajr time. Wahina tada'una thiyabakum min al-zahira. And when you remove your clothing. Min al-zahira. At the time of the intense heat. Therefore, Zohar Salat is called Zohar Zahira. The sun has passed the zenith, and that is when it is the intense heat, Zahira time, so Zohar Salat time. So now the sun has passed the zenith, Aqimish Salat, Liduluki Shams. Now the Duluki Shams is taking place. The sun is declining, going towards the western direction. So Almighty Allah is teaching us because that time is your resting time. Qaylula, Salat time. وَمِنْ بَعْدِ صَلَاةِ And after Isha time. So it shows these are the three times people must be given their privacy. People must be given their independence before Fajr, at Zohar time and after Isha time. You mother-in-law, you don't have the right to barge into your daughter-in-law's room without the permission. You can't enter a house without the permission. Islam teaches us adab and etiquette to love and let love. So remember, even if your father-in-law, you bought the house for your son or your daughter, you can't barge in that house there without their permission. That is Islam. So innama ju'ilal isti'idhanu li ajlil basar. Islam is very strict on seeking permission because of the eyes. These prying eyes, these eyes that are ogling and staring. Islam wants to protect our women folk. Islam wants to protect the haya and shame and modesty. Today where are we? Remember that we ring the bell, no one responds, we want to peep through the windows. 
Somebody did that in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, start peeping and that through the key. But so Nabi Alayhi Salatu Salam said, if I saw you doing that, I should take that lance and spear and poke your eyes. So see what Islam teaches us. Salatu Auratillakum. These are the three times for your privacy. This is your time. This morning I answered the fatwa. One person is going. He's married. He has children. Night time after Tarawih, he goes to his parents' house every night. And then he comes home. And now he expects the wife and children to wait. I wrote there what the, fa- what the husband, the father is doing is totally un-Islamic. Night time is the time for the wives and the children. Daytime is for the parents. Yes, go visit your parents, take their duas, do that daytime. Nighttime is for your wife, is for your children. Understand the beauty of Islam. We don't have to apologize, we don't have to compromise to anybody because we have the best and therefore present it in its pristine purity. That is what Islam is all about. Yes, other time besides these three times, children come in, out, they don't know what's going on and so forth, nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning, or for example, after Asr and so forth. So that time's there, there's no blame upon them. لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَلَا عَلَيْهِمْ جُنَاهُمْ بَعْدَهُنَّ There is no sin upon you, the people whose house it is, whether you're owning it or renting it. وَلَا عَلَيْهِمْ And no upon them, the children who are not mature, they are minors. جُنَاهُمْ بَعْدَهُنَّ After these three times, then there is no sin. Remember, this is not the law for me and you who are adults. This is not the law nowadays in our houses. Because remember, for us the normal law will apply, and therefore all Almighty Allah mentions it in the next verse. They make tawaf upon you. Some of them come to the other. Your children go and play by those children. Those children come and play by your children. So not every time they must take permission. They just run around the masum and so forth. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu taught us about the cats and kittens. Then said, Inna laysat bin najisin. They are not najis and impure. They jump on your sofa, on your carpet. Inna ma hiyaminat tawafina alaykum wa tawafat. They're making tawaf in your house, running around up and down. كَذَٰلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ Similarly, in this manner, Almighty Allah explains to you in detail the verses and the signs of Islam. So yeah, the text and context will mean the verses. وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ Almighty Allah is all-knowing, all-wise. So our laws are based on wahi and revelation. And when reason and revelation are in conflict with one another, always give preference to revelation. Now what happens when they become baligh and mature? They attain the age of puberty. وَإِذَا بَلَغَ الْأَطْفَالُ مِنْكُمْ and when your children become baligh, mature, your daughters can't run around without a scarf, can't run around without izar. No, she's just a child. She's no more a child. She's 12, 13, 15 years old. So remember your sons, now they're 14, 15. They can't just come inside and say, I grew up in front of this kala and this auntie and this masi. No, parda hijab is compulsory. 
So when they reach the age of puberty, then they must seek permission daytime, nighttime, anytime. As they would sought permission before that, meaning that how the other people have to seek permission, you also have to seek permission. And as explained to you before, don't enter. First you make salam, take permission. And when they give permission, then you enter. Similarly, in this manner, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala explains to you the verses of the Noble Quran. Wallahu Alimun Hakim. Almighty Allah repeats it. Almighty Allah is all knowing what our needs whether you are living in a metropolitan area, whether you are living in a farm, whether you are living in a village, remember everywhere the law will be the same. Hakim and Allah is all wise. Every law of Islam is wisdom. Me and you with our puny little brains, many a time we don't understand and comprehend the beauty of Islam. That is not the deficiency of Islam. It is the deficiency of our puny little brains. Brains. May Almighty Allah Jalla Wala give us the tawfiq and ability to practice on these adab and etiquettes and laws of Islam. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.